Ding, 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 ding. Emergency pod. <laughs> emergency segment. <laughs> Here's the emergency pod you've all been waiting for. This is fast breaks and heartaches. Um, we already recorded our podcast last night. Um, and we were, I was about to I was about to release it uh, to all our incredibly loyal listeners. Uh, but we just had emergency news. Um, maybe one of the biggest trades of all time has just occurred in the NBA. And so we, we wanted to jump in um, and uh, just give a quick few thoughts. And I'll uh, throw it in at the beginning of uh, the pod that I release. Um, so James Harden has been traded. Uh, he's forced his way out of Houston. Um, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Victor Oladipo, some of the names that are involved in this trade. I'm pretty surprised. I thought it was going to be Philly. Um, I thought it was going to be Philly for sure, but you know, I guess he wanted the Nets first, so he 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 landed where he was uh, he was going for. And anybody have any uh, instant reactions? Uh, I think my first reaction is I bet the Bucks are massively disappointed because now I just don't know. Uh, I don't know a way that they would be able to beat the Nets in a playoff series, adding into the, you know, the, and this has nothing to do with the trade. I think this is more thinking of like the indirect, um, you know, kinds of, kind of consequences uh, that are going to come from this. Uh, but I got to imagine that the Bucks are pretty disappointed. Uh, but I think my initial reaction of, of the trade, uh, obviously I think you guys are right. I think Philly was the one that, I had in the back of my mind as, as the most likely option, especially just figuring that the Philly would have given up Ben Simmons, which I think is the best individual player um, that the Rockets could have gotten for James Harden. But I think getting eight, you know, or what is it? Four first round picks and then four pick swaps um, along with Victor Oladipo, who, you know, is in borderline all-star in the league. So um, I definitely think that's a pretty good, pretty good return for them. Uh, I personally think that the winner of the trade is the Indiana Pacers. Um, I think to be able to flip Victor Oladipo for a younger version of Victor Oladipo um, and Karis LeVert, who probably has a higher ceiling because he's a better shooter. Um, I think that is the big aspect that stuck out for me. I think the Pacers are just going to be very good. They're very young. Um, they have all smart, high IQ players. I just think that I, I think that they definitely benefit the most from this trade. Well, not the most, but I think they definitely. It's kind of like an underlying factor of, of that they're a huge winner. Um, so yeah, I think that's just my initial thoughts. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the. Obviously, I, I can't say that it's a big three in Brooklyn because we don't really know what's going to happen with Kyrie. We have no idea. You know if he's even going to show back up or or what if he if he shows back up it, it's a big three if he shows yeah, back I mean, up it's, it's definitely yeah, a, it's a huge three yeah definitely, well, for, definitely. I, I think for them they they held on to Joe I haven't like been super fed they they hung on to Joe Harris right yeah correct yes I think that it, if they I think that the, the the four of Joe Harris Durant um, James Harden and Kyrie I mean that's a pretty unstoppable four you could pretty much put anyone with them. And uh, that's a pretty dominant lineup yeah. rolling into the playoffs. Like, yeah. No, I, I like the trade for I like the trade for the Nets, um, especially with like Kyrie doing. I think we we talked about it a lot uh, yesterday. So so later on in the pod, but with Kyrie doing his uh, 
whatever he's doing right now and just not being available. And then Dinwiddie being hurt. I kind of, I love the idea of adding James Harden, a guy who is going to play every single game. That's the one, I feel like that's something that people don't talk about with James Harden is pre COVID. He plays pretty, he's kind of an iron man. He plays like every single game. Um, especially for a team with like Kevin Durant, who I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he's sitting out back to backs, but coming off an Achilles injury, I, I know that they like sometimes sit him out. So I feel like having Harden is, is going to be pretty nice. Just considering like the two stars that they have now, um, Kyrie being, you know, Kyrie and sometimes being available, sometimes not. And then KD being KD and coming off an injury and having to sit. So I think of the fact that, they kept Joe Harris. They still have Jeff Green. Um, they, do they still have Tyler Johnson? Yeah, and they Shamit? do. It? They haven't been playing Tyler Johnson a lot, but I guess he'll be getting minutes now. And they still have Shamit. Yeah. And they still have Timothy. Like, that's a I, – I am not that worried about their depth at all. With three stars, they can stagger their minutes and always have, like, a, a elite offensive creator on the court at all times. Um I'm fine with the return for Houston. They're banking on Victor Oladipo being Victor Oladipo, which I feel like signs this season have been encouraging. I don't really know why the Cavs got involved. Like, what did the Cavs really do? So they just gave up a pick and two far on the bench players, basically. You know. Yeah, and I think they get for them the reason that they want to do it is because Andre Drummond is a free agent at the end of this season. Um, uh, and they really, don't. yeah, they don't have another big man that's like young and you know, kind of the same on the same timeline as uh, the other guys, like that sex, Sexton and uh, Sexland. <laughs> yeah, that's Sexland. Yeah. Um, so they yeah, do I think, have. I think that's their motivation. Okay. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. They they like Jared Allen. I also I like Jared Allen a lot. I think he's. Uh, it was weird that he was coming off the bench in Brooklyn. I think he definitely deserved to start and is, is super productive. So I'm, I'm cool with that then. Right. Is he even going to start in Cleveland though with, Cle- with Drummond there? I don't know. They, they just have so many bigs on that team though, between love Drummond, McGee, Nance. So much, so much championship pedigree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is, I'm actually just, this big three, I think is, you know, it could be if Kyrie's, if you know if Kyrie comes back and Harden, you know, just gets back into shape. But uh, this big three is probably the best big three of all time. Uh, three players that are playing together, and also just are they the three best? They are three of the best scorers in the league. Sure. Should we do you know? the the big three of big threes? A little big reception going on. <laughs> <laughs> but they just have so many. Like, you know, you you can make arguments that James Harden or Durant are like the best scorers in the league. Uh, and then Kyrie's right up the, at the top there too. That's just ridiculous how much, you know. So, so the the Rockets get they get basically Victor Oladipo, they get um, Dante Exum, they get Rajon Krooks, and then they get three unprotected first round picks: twenty twenty two, twenty four, twenty six, and then four pick swaps. They also get Milwaukee unprotected, twenty-two, and they get a Milwaukee. Okay, yeah, like there's a very good chance that the Nets aren't going to be good in 2025, 2026, 2027. Though that could be, those could be very valuable picks in the future. They're just uh, yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> well, history repeats like, itself. The Nets are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is different. This is this is way different than oh, the yeah. last Nets mega trade. Like those guys were washed. That was a uh, yeah. That was I 100 agree there. By Ainge. Yeah. Well, I think those are our quick initial reactions um, to the James Harden trade. Uh, we we kind of messed up recording on Tuesday night, but we uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> made up for it here. But uh, uh, please listen to the rest of the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoy. We got some good talk just about how we're worried about COVID and uh, also some Bachelor. We'll, uh, we'll be breaking down uh, Matt James and uh, who we think he will fall in love with. So tune in. Welcome back to the third episode of Fast Breaks and Heartaches. This is Monks, and I'm joined by Jay, my co-hosts JJ and Dylon. We are entering the <laughs> we're entering the fourth week of the NBA season, and games are getting postponed. Uh, there's a bleak outlook on the NBA season right now, uh, and I'm good. very worried. Just for my, I'm I'm very worried about what I'm going to be doing for the next six months if if the NBA isn't around. We just got to get every single player playing in mass. <laughs> I mean, why don't we just give every single player like the black LeBron and black? Remember when uh, Kyrie <laughs> wore that black face shield and it looked awesome? Can't like, you can't make <laughs> yeah. like that for every single player to wear? That would be incredible. I think that's actually a pretty good idea. Or, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's what you got to go to. The black Batman uh, face mask when, when, when LeBron wore that when he was in Miami. That was awesome. Yeah, I think I'm going to actually send Adam Silver an email right when this is done. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't thought of it for sure. No. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting really nervous right now. Games are getting postponed. The, the, the board of uh, whatever, the NBA board is meeting tonight to discuss how to, how to resolve the situation. I think some of their their methods are they're not, they're not going to let players like do handshakes anymore. <laughs> That'll totally yeah, stop that. the transmission from when you're guarding someone for 30 minutes. <laughs> no more jump ball. <laughs> no more jump ball. That was uh, in uh, Massachusetts in like high school soccer. They got rid of like slide tackling and corner kicks and all these like very important aspects of the game. The only, those are the only two things I like about soccer. <laughs> like everybody runs in goes for a header that's by far the most exciting player ever. Yeah. i don't know it's it's a bleak outlook but you know mlb was able to do it uh nfl was kind of able to do it the only problem is that they're just very different sports um with the nba i see all the you know the talking heads on twitter saying like oh we got to go back to a bubble but it's kind of ridiculous to ask someone to live in a bubble for like seven months of their life uh, without yeah, their family. People were falling apart after two months in the bubble. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> seven. If they yeah, – Would it be – where would it be? Would they try to do it in Orlando again with the whole league? Is that even big enough? They definitely couldn't go to Vegas. I think they – they should honestly the, – the One way that would actually like win over the players is if you like just go to like an island – <laughs> you know, just rent like out the Bahamas. That uh, what is that called out there? Uh, shoot, sandals? No, 
I can't, yeah, I can't remember the name of that, but uh, there's like that huge, huge hotel that's out there, that big resort, where they play that Bahamas Thanksgiving t- tournament for college basketball. Yeah. No, it's they could just get a few aircraft carriers, like the uh, <laughs> that college basketball game that's played on a <laughs> aircraft carrier in the we just, ocean. We just need like ta- we, we need Taco Fall living in in a, in like a Navy midshipman's uh, like tiny tiny bed. <laughs> for seven months i don't know it's uh i don't know i can't i can't do without the nba we 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 desperately need them to resolve this situation or just all the players to get a vaccine put them ahead of all the all the very at-risk individuals right now for just our enjoyment please yeah if the nba NBA goes i don't know what's going to happen to me honestly i'm entering busy season if i can't mindlessly refresh my fantasy basketball roster every single second of every day I don't know if I'm going to make it through these next two months. So. <laughs> could, could get ugly. <laughs> yeah. But we definitely are starting to see, um, you know, things things are starting to look, you know, we got like Kyrie going AWOL, <laughs> the team not knowing where he is. Um, and then now he's going to be, he's going to be quarantined for another four. He's going to miss like a total of like eight, eight to 10 games if he decides to ever come back. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like he's not even communicating to them about anything. So I think they have no real idea of when he's, when he's going to show up at all. I think he's just the type of dude that you could see retiring kind of like right at the age of 27 or 28 or however old he is and just never playing basketball again and being done. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with him. If he, that would, if he retired, if he was just like, <laughs> yeah, if he just like, cause I mean, he hasn't really been into it the last few years. I mean, let's be honest. The, uh, like, the NBA, NBA players use of, uh, for personal reasons has always been a, an interesting one for me. And I, I feel like Kyrie uses that. I mean, it, it could be something serious, so I don't want to like yeah you know, project onto him, but I feel like a few times a year, Kyrie misses games for personal reasons and, I don't know. I want to know what they. Are. I want. I just. I want to know what they are. <laughs> well, and there was the video of him out at a birthday party. Yeah. So, honestly, he just wanted. You know, just wanted to celebrate his sister's birthday party. Like, <laughs> that, that is a personal reason. <laughs> yeah, I should, should have done way more of that back in back in school. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Gotta gotta miss the SA championship game. <laughs> it's Peter's birthday. <laughs> we can't miss the party. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that being said, we're worried about the season. But the, M- the NBA is still trucking along. It seems like they're going to try to keep working it out. I mean, looks like we're going to be having postponements every night. Um, hopefully they just keep screwing over the Sixers and making <laughs> them play <laughs> with seven people uh, while their other teams like the Celtics are have now like their third game postponed. Yeah, that was insane the other day when Seth Curry was just sitting on the bench and he just gets a tap on his shoulder. Hey, you tested positive. You need to right now. <laughs> hey, you have COVID. <laughs> he was like, like the first player, right? This I feel like he started this. It, it, like he didn't spread it to everyone, but I'm saying like it just it started. Then it was Tatum. Then it was. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was one of the somebody on the uh, the the Mavericks just tested positive. Also, it's scary because players are getting it multiple times. 
Oh, is that has yeah, that been a I thing? Saw that report. Yeah, that like several players have gotten it like within the span of the last six months. Like they had it like right when like the season ended, or like checking back into the bubble, and now they're like getting it again. Yeah, and they're saying guys that had it before have just been acting like they, you know, were never going to get it again. So they just were acting like they didn't care this entire time. So that's probably been- why they're all under. Oh yeah, I feel like that. Harden was so oh, pumped when he got it the first time. Responsible citizen throughout this entire process. Stay <laughs> off my guy, James Harden. Yeah, I don't know. He drops forty, ten, and ten <laughs> after this going out all night. The CDC does say that, like, they're only saying right now that people that have COVID have like a ninety-day immunity. Um, you know, they're not saying it's more than that. There haven't been too many cases of people that have like tested positive within, you know you know, a long period of time, but they are saying there's like a 90 day immunity. So it also depends how serious you had it the first time. There's some stuff like that. So this is when we're going to do a deep dive into our, the, uh, just our COVID (laughs) medical podcast. I am a contact tracer. So uh, a very responsible contact tracer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the Kyrie thing. It, uh, I mean, I hope everything's okay, but it does stink for the Nets losing Dinwiddie, which I, I think we went into a long, we had a long discussion last episode about how we uh-huh. didn't Dinwiddie mattered, really. Not that he didn't matter, but like, you know, the Nets were going to be fine without him. Uh, if Kyrie's just going to go to spend the whole season at family picnics, then I don't. <laughs> and I'm a little bit more worried about the Nets. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm, yeah. now I'm pretty pissed off that you were just dismissing my Dinwiddie's the third most important player on the Nets roster. I don't know if it was I, I didn't I didn't have that statement at all, but yeah, I mean that's I mean that's fine, but I, I maybe his significance isn't that much. Even if he is for all intents and purposes like the third best player, there's a pretty big gap between Kyrie and Kevin Durant and then Dinwiddie and the other guys that cares a little bit better than like you know it's there there's a clear tranche. Well DeAndre Jordan's the third best player. Yeah, he's this. He's the third <laughs> member of the big three. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Brooklyn makes a James Harden trade now, and they trade Kyrie. That could be interesting. <laughs> I've always would the Rockets take that. That's what they said earlier. Was that they would? T- they only wanted either one of either Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, K- KD for for Harden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've uh, covered our COVID and Kyrie uh, discussion, I wanted to, you know, we're we're about <laughs> we're about ten ten games in. You know, some some teams have played more. Some teams like have had three games postponed. <laughs> uh, I want to do a quick power rankings. Uh, hopefully, we can kind of do our power rankings every few weeks um, and update them. We're just going to do our top five. Um, but uh, JJ, who's the who's the best team in the NBA right now? The Orlando Magic. <laughs> no, just, I mean, it's 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 very clearly the Lakers. There's, I think that uh, they came out just as well as everybody's expected them to, and all of their their pieces have meshed uh, surprisingly well. I think that. The, it's uh, been- Schroeder and the and the Harold Gasol additions have given LeBron a chance to ease back into the season. It's funny if you if you watch the Lakers play, 
you see like it's like really weird watching LeBron like cut off ball you know it's like or you see him like just like kind of like standing to the side almost doing like a James Harden thing and like resting and it's like not something that he's been doing like we were accustomed to seeing him do because he's just always had the ball like you know the last three seasons he just needs to dominate the ball like so constantly and I think I saw that his like time of possessions down and um, I don't know what his stats are looking like but I'm a, I, would, I would guess they're like a little bit down and I think that uh, they've been on cruise control and are still beating teams pretty handily. So I don't, I don't really know how you could put anyone other than the Lakers. See, I think it's like I've watched those games. You know, I've I've watched some of LeBron, LeBron's games and the Lakers, especially if some of the – like when they played the Grizzlies, it's just – he's just chilling for a lot of the game yeah. and then just kind of going in at the end and wins the game. Like it's it's – it's a pretty easy season for him right now where he, he just like isn't really sweating that much. They have a bunch of role players that are playing really well that are able to like carry the team when he's not on the floor. And he's just gone. I, I've, I think I've seen three games where he just kind of goes in at the end and, you know, just pulls away, pulls away for the team and they win. And it's just kind of easy for them. Yeah. It's really weird. It's like this team, Obviously, even if they just ran back the same exact roster, would have been the favorites, and you know they probably would have gotten off to a good start. It's really rare for like a capped-out champion to add two guys like Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, like two guys in their prime who are like creators. Who like I mean, Montrez was the Player of the Year, and weren't they the Montrez was the uh, six, six man? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a, I think throughout history, like it's extremely rare for, for teams to be able to like champions to be able to add guys like that in the middle of their prime on good contracts. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, what is up with this? Like, is this rigged? <laughs> like, this, it yeah. doesn't, almost doesn't seem fair. When they been... basically gave up nothing. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they end up doing in the playoffs, just because I know that Montrezl Harrell kind of got played out of the playoffs for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, I, I mean, we can just kind of go to mine, but the, my first pick would obviously be the Lakers too. Um, they'd have to hit just a major slide to not be the first overall team in the league right now. Um, but yeah, just ditto for everything JJ said, basically, because they, uh, yeah, they just, they look really good. LeBron's kind of coasting right now and that's, you know, going to be the best thing for him, especially once, once the playoffs come around. So, so. Yeah. One thing though, JJ, they gave up nothing for Schroeder and Harrell. Danny Green. <laughs> I like it. 20, 29, 10 and six tonight for the Sixers in their, in their win against the heat. It was okay. Like a, and he scored like two nights down, yesterday, two points was, yesterday. A three on three game. Cause everyone had COVID. <laughs> how many, how many three pointers do you think he shot? Nine. Have you seen him shoot a mid-range jumper or a floater? It's the ugliest thing that you've ever seen in your entire life. In his career, he's probably one for 2,000 on floaters. He either makes every three he shoots or misses every three he, he shoots. Shot 21, like that's how his games go. Tonight, he shot 21 three-pointers. Wow. He's also one of those guys who, like, every other year, he gets contacts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was like a time where he, he just, like, oh, it's like Danny Green needs contacts at the age of one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He was getting ragged on yesterday because he, I think he shot like he scored like two points on like twelve shots yesterday, and then tonight, tonight he kind of came out and balled uh, in a win against the Heat. 
Uh, yeah, no. Obviously, Lakers are number two. Uh, I mean, number one. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a it's an easy number one. We might have some contention on number two. Um, I would go. Honestly, honestly, I think the if we're just talking about teams that have been playing the best, I'd say the 76ers. Joel Embiid has been an absolute beast this year. I'd have him number two. Um, he's, you know, arguably the top MVP candidate. They have a cheap loss when they had to play seven players. Um, yeah. And they grinded out a win today. Uh, also, they added one of their other losses was another, you know, they, they had to play yesterday or two days ago um, with eight players again. But Ben Simmons has been playing really well um, and playing great D. Seth Curry is is shooting, what, like 60% from three-point three point range right now. Yeah. Um, so I'd say I'd say the Sixers, number two. Yeah, they, they, they have looked really good. They I don't think that they've had, like, the toughest schedule ever. Um, and I do think their roster has some pretty big question marks in the playoffs. Not very deep. Defense is tightened up. They're not very deep. Yeah, I think that, like, Seth Curry is going to get picked on. Um Ben Simmons is going to continue not to get great. It's it's going to get a little tougher for them, and I think the Sixers for me, they're they're definitely just they're they're a prove it team, right? Um, um so what? So then I just go back to me for number two. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Clippers. Um, I know I've watched them a few times. Ooh. <laughs> I know I've watched them a few times in every game. I feel like every game I've watched. <laughs> Sorry, ESPN um, auto auto plays, dude. Very good. Um, I feel like every game that, that I've watched that they've just dominated um, the team that they've played. So I think that they've just to me they've looked like the second best team. Paul George is actually playing back to his MVP form from a few years ago. Um, and obviously Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. So I think I think that they're probably going to uh, definitely contend with the Lakers this year. Uh, I think they definitely got big upgrades with Luke Kennard and Serge Ibaka. I think Serge Ibaka will definitely help them out more in the playoffs than Montrezl Harrell did this last year. So, um, yep. so I, yeah. I love the Serge Ibaka thing. I was, uh, I was clamoring for Serge Ibaka last year in the playoffs against the Celtics. He when, killed us. He was, but he, he just he would only play like twenty minutes a game. Yeah, he awesome. like, everybody would come in and he would just like dominate the post, and the Celtics would go super small. And I think he shot like sixty percent from three too. Yeah, he, he just he, he made everything. I'm not gonna like challenge Nick Nurse because he's, you know, a, a well-established and highly regarded NBA coach, and I'm just some guy sitting on my couch. But like, I just I was very confused why he got no minutes, and I I think it was it was pretty genius for the Clippers to go out and get him. And I also, I mean, I'm just a humongous Luke Kennard fan. When healthy, uh, I think he brings a lot. And I think he brings a lot more than what he's showing. He's looked fine, but I, I think that as uh, as he gets a little bit more comfortable with yeah. this, he's, uh, he's going to take even more command of that. Like that that second unit, him and Lou Will, yeah. are going to keep building a nice chemistry. Hopefully. AJ, you're number three. Uh, I mean, 
I should say Celtics, but I don't really want to say the Celtics. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say the Bucks. Just because, I mean, they, they like, do I really need to go go into the Bucks? I mean, they still have yeah. Giannis. Like, still I don't like, know. Head to, head to head. <laughs> head to head. Who wins, the Celtics or the Bucks? Uh, the Bucks, I think. Bucks. Not yeah, in a I game like, game two of this season, the Celtics. <laughs> okay, well, there's, there's, the Bucks were still integrating uh, Holiday. I don't know, dude. I look at I look at facts and I see the Celtics have beat the Bucks, so therefore, <laughs> therefore, better team. <laughs> better, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, is it my three third? Um, so I'll go with the 76ers basically for all the reasons monks you kind of said too. Uh, I think they've looked really good, but I think I agree with JJ is that I don't know how the, how great they'll be in the playoffs. Um, and it's just remarkable to me that Ben Simmons is not improving. You know, I mean, every year you hear that he needs to at least just shoot. Not, it almost doesn't even matter if he makes it or not. Obviously he has to make it at a halfway decent clip, but I mean, it's, it, he just has to be a threat to do it. Um, so I think that that's something that obviously he's going to have to do for them to eventually get, you know, to the next level. But that's where I could also see that them, you know, them eventually trading for James Harden, uh, you know, if he refuses. So, but I think, I still think that they're looking pretty good. Um, and that's why I'm sending them as my third. I'm not meaning to talk a bunch of bad, bad stuff bad about him and then rank him third but uh, yeah he really, he, he really just has not gotten better at all yeah he's literally been the same player just a very very good all-around defender obviously i mean i i'd put him as, as a top five top six passer in the league like i think he has that rare like court vision anticipation i think he plays like one or two plays ahead of everybody he sees things that people don't um but yeah, just like completely just does not look to shoot at all in any capacity. Um, which, like you said earlier, it's gonna just it's an issue every year in the playoffs and it's gonna be an issue this year again. Like it's yeah. What's like so it's like his brother is his shooting coach. And did you have you read about all that Ben Simmons? Like, <laughs> no. like the fact that he should be a righty, like he shoots a lefty. Oh yeah, he actually yeah. shoots more like floaters with his right hand and all these types of things. Where, but his dad at a young age told him that lefties are like better basketball players. That's why JJ was so good. Yeah, so but, uh, I was such a good shooter. So he just like I'm, became I'm a, a lefty. <laughs> yeah, I'm already. <laughs> that's why. That's that's why your uh, free throw percentage was so crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, it just it doesn't look right. Um, but yeah, no. If you go back to like, if you go back to college, I, I know that like, li- literally like eighty percent of the layups and flurs that that he shot have been with his right hand. There's yeah, like that's that's right. what it was. So everybody thinks that he should be a righty, and of course, there's like there's film out there of, of him shooting jump shots with his right hand, and it just like looks beautiful. And then he <laughs> with his left hand, and it's like his elbow is flailing way out, and it's like bangs <laughs> off the rim. Maybe he's just like the greatest player of all time with his right hand, and he's he just it's, it's kind of unfair. Guy. I think he's just a stubborn guy, and he's just not shooting out of spite. 
it is kind of it would be <laughs> yeah i actually do totally agree with that and that's why it's so annoying though <laughs> it's like just now you it's like be so much better thing, so it's almost like awkward for him like it's like <laughs> i mean whenever he hits a three literally the whole arena just goes crazy like that's got to be like a little bit like embarrassing <laughs> like almost like like he's being mocked i don't know i yeah. think it'd be like a little bit embarrassing luckily nobody came to any of our games so like the rare occasion that i had a three nobody was there to cheer I was there, dude. <laughs> there for every game. <laughs> Never missed. Uh, all right, my number three. What do I got? I got Lakers, Sixers. Got to go the Celtics, number three. It's unbiased opinion right here. Um, I don't know. My three and four are very interchangeable. It's Celtics, Bucks. Um, I'm kind of actually torn up about it. Um, I think the Celtics. You know, they're seven and three right now. Um, and they've won, like, basically most of their games have been incredibly close games. They've had, like, three game winners. And a lot of them have been within, like, four or five points. Um, and I, I'm saying they're three just because we're without our third best player uh, right now. So, I think yeah, with, with us being – How good Gordon Hayward looks? Yeah, no, he looks, <laughs> looks really good. Uh, but you, have you seen how good Jalen Brown looks? Yeah, but do <laughs> you think that Gordon Hayward would be nice right now with uh, Jason? <laughs> yeah, not not for that, that not for that not for that salary. If we could have yeah, got definitely not for that salary. Yeah, but. yeah. When you have the the greatest uh, like point guard of all time, Lamelo Ball, just feeding Gordon all these amazing setups, like I do. Of I, gonna look I, amazing. Love, I love LaMelo Ball. I'm so wholeheartedly on yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty big fan. I think he's really good. He's good, he's good for he's good for the league. He's fun. The, he's Char- the Hornets team. I thought, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying the Hornets team is a fun team to watch. I like their team. Yeah, they are. LaMelo, Gordon Hayward. I like PJ Washington. Yeah, Washington is good. Yeah. 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 La- uh, LaMelo Ball is almost what I thought Lonzo Ball was going to be coming into the NBA originally. And then I yeah. I just really didn't believe in LaMelo Ball originally just because of I just some of the videos that I saw. But um, but yeah, that's kind of how I see it is, is he is who I thought Lonzo Ball was going to be. I think he's who a lot of people hoped, especially the Lakers. Yeah, hoped. hoped. Yeah, he hoped he was he's who what everybody hoped uh, Lonzo was going to be. All right, so I got Bucks at four. Just you know, they're the Bucks. Um, they're I think they're. Would you say they're? Are they better off than last year? The Bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, like they're not as deep, but I, I think when it comes to the playoffs, um, they are better just because now they have like three guys that can be relied upon instead yeah. of two. Um. And I, I believe I think Middleton going into the last postseason, um, there was a lot to doubt him about. I, I think that he kind of showed his medal in the in the bubble playoffs um, last season. So I have a little. I think you can go into the you can ride into the postseason with a little bit more confidence in, in Middleton. And it is a little bit worrisome that Giannis like hasn't really added a ton to his game. Um, but I mean, I don't know. He he's still awesome. He's still a two-time MVP. He can still yeah guard any player one through five. Um, it's definitely not a lack of work or anything. It's just yeah when you're that big and 
I think it's 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 got to be pretty difficult to change your mechanics and get a better shot stuff like that. So it's almost just like his touch, like his mechanics are fine. Like his, yeah. his shot, it doesn't look that bad. There's not that there's not really a lot of rhythm to it. Um, but he at least like puts the ball in the right place. It, it's kind of hitchy, but like it's not the ugliest shot out there. Um, I think he, he just might have like poor touch. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with them for number four, too, uh, for the Bucks. I think that, you know, obviously it kind of goes what you guys just said, too. Um, they've just got a lot of talent. I think that they are better than last year. Uh, and I think they did get a, that Tory Craig will help out in the playoffs um, just because he's he, he can defend multiple positions, but he can't really shoot that well. Um, but he will help out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with them for four. Yeah, and, and their rotation is kind of out of whack right now, but I definitely trust Bud to figure out a regular season rotation and create a regular season juggernaut. Like, remember what he did in 2016 with the Hawks? That was just a, a pretty average Hawks roster. That won 60 games, one was the one seed, and obviously eventually got decimated by LeBron in the playoffs, but who hasn't? So, I think that's his issue, though, Budenholzer, is that he – doesn't play his players playoff minutes when he gets to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't play Gian, Giannis nearly enough last year. Uh, and I think that was kind of his issue on the Hawks too, is he wasn't playing the starters enough because he was, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to, uh, you know, he was listening to the whole analytics thing. Didn't want to burn them out. Mm-hmm. Also, he has had some questionable playoff coaching experiences where like last year against the heat, he just like, refused to put Giannis uh, on like Bam or Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. even though those guys were killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some question marks with, with Bud, but I, I don't worry about them in the regular season at all. Yeah. All right, JJ, I think it's your four and five. I'd have picked four and five. Um, I'm just going to – four and five for me are – Utah and I'll go Utah and the Suns or four. Right. I think I'll, I'll put the Suns at, at five. I I have uh, Utah's kind of boring to talk about, so I'll just talk about the Suns. Um, <laughs> it's like you know, like what uh, what it, what really is there to talk about? Like Utah, it's like yeah, they do run like a beautiful motion offense, but they play so slow, and it's like what team is still making their money on, on defense these days. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, I like, I like the Suns a lot and I feel like Chris Paul is kind of having the impact that like we thought he was going to have that everybody um, kind of projected going into the season. Like Chris Paul um, goes onto a roster and then they make the playoffs and they, um, you know, exceed expectations. That's that's kind of his mo. I will say, it's weird how like everybody's stats on the Suns are down. Like I don't really understand why that's the case. Like Booker stats are down. Aiden stats are way down. Um, even Chris Paul stats are down. Um, I guess they're just playing. I'm I'm sure they're playing at an extremely slow pace, which is definitely like a Chris Paul team thing. Um, but I, I think they look good so far. And then they have a good um, 
like like roster breakdown. They have good wings. They they have um, good guards. They have a good. I I believe in Devin Booker as like a um, playoff number one option, like top end talent on like a. I really do. Like I I'm, I'm a huge Booker guy, um, and I, I think that Chris Paul at this stage can be that number two guy. Um, so no, I I, I like the Suns a lot. Um, I want to see a lot of these guys in the playoffs, but, and I, I do still think that they're like kind of a piece away. Um, I don't really know how like to, they get that piece or maybe wait and see, like you let Aiton kind of uh, like get a little bit more integrated and let everybody get used to, get used to each other. But uh, I, I like the Suns a lot at number five. You can yeah, I think to... I'm going to go with, Oh, sorry. I was, just, ahead, I was just gonna say you can, you know, try to trade Harden over to the Suns, get Chris Paul and Harden together on a team. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. I, how, do they lo- how do they lose? <laughs> Maybe like a, get a nice Blake Griffin trade and or Austin Rivers trade. Get Doc in there to coach. <laughs> yeah, plenty it's of options. Yeah, how many people just like kind of hate Chris Paul in the NBA? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Austin Rivers legitimately hates him. Blake Griffin and him obviously had beef towards the end. I Doc Rivers, I, I guess him and Doc Rivers are like fine, but they definitely had beef towards the end of their tenure. James Harden, obviously not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see who ends up having an enemy of the at the Suns when he leaves. Right, probably our owner, but um, yeah, but everybody yeah. hates him. Yeah, true. It's an easy target. Um, I think I'll go with them for five, too. Uh, I think they have looked really good. I think they've beat a lot of good playoff teams. They beat Indiana. Um, I know that we've had a couple slip-ups recently against Pistons, but we were up 25 in that game at one point. I think we just went cold and kind of let them, you know, let them get up there. Yeah. Um, and then I think, obviously, we, we slipped up last night against the Wizards. But um, I think that they'll, you know, come back and I think play really well tomorrow against the Hawks. Uh, I know the Hawks have a lot of injuries, though, so I can't really take that as a, as a serious game. I wish that they were uh, healthy because that would be a fun game to watch. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that they're, they're playing really well. I think we're deep. Um, I think my one concern is Aiden. I hope that he just kind of, you know, obviously can get a little bit more aggressive, kind of become, you know, a third or fourth option. I think right now he's kind of our fifth or sixth option in the offense, and I just don't think at that with, with that much talent that he – you know, I think he sh- he needs to be up there scoring a little bit more points, uh, but I don't think that's necessarily anybody else's fault. I think that's his fault. So um, I think that's all kind of on him. So so we'll see. What was the what was the trade? What was the Celtics trade we were talking about earlier? Aiton and Crowder for Smart and um, Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Thompson. What says you, monks? And a, and a first round pick from the Celtics for twenty twenty one, or like another yeah, picks like, much. Smart, I Art Thompson, and then either like Nesmith or like one of like the Grant Williams. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, you'd have them throwing one of those guys. Uh, probably. Semi, I'd like, probably I'd say take yes. Grant Williams. I you know I I think you know it wouldn't be good for our team chemistry just getting rid of Smart since he's like basically he's the leader of the team. But I would definitely – I would like Aiden on the team. Because right now I think we, we kind of have a bunch of 
you have a bunch of fives that just you you put in and they're they're not really none of them are really a real starting five uh, a starting center but yeah. together they kind of put together a decent starting center i'd rather Aiden's, you know a very very solid big man that would be a rim protector for us i would like him on the team yeah um i think especially yeah, with kemba coming back i think we you know a roster of kemba jalen jason and Aiden and whoever else uh i'm pretty happy with that uh, and jay crowder yeah no jay crowder bring him back to the seas he doesn't like the celtics though oh yeah that's true crowder. yeah jay crowder had like a a weird uh a celtics career Oh, it's just in that our, situation. Our fans are probably, assholes, so I think they in that situation, I probably had to say we'd we'd get rid of Sarge and yeah, not Crowder Sarge instead. He's good. He's pretty good, but if you're getting Grant Williams and Tristan Thompson back, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that would be. I don't know. I think either way, it'd be tough. But I don't know. I guess I don't like that deal nearly as much as I like other deals, though. Um, I would love Marcus Smart, though. I think he's just. I think he's a stud. Um, he's the type I think of player other... you need on a winning team, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a deal to be made that you know potentially with the Hawks uh, for like John Collins and maybe you know the Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter, something like that, kind of give us you know two a little bit lesser prospect for more of an elite prospect. But I just, to be honest with you, it's just it's been three years and I just haven't really seen a whole lot of improvement. If anything, it's almost gotten worse. Um, on the offensive end with Aiden. But with that being said, his defense is now like elite. His defense is like very much elite. Um, and so that's why it's hard to, you know, and that's why at the end of the day, I guess that's all you really want out of your big man. But it's just hard to say that when he was the first overall pick and you're, <laughs> you're watching Luca and, you know, Trey Young do all the things that they're doing. Um, yeah, but it's the thing is, is like, I, I can't blame him because he is just starting to play with Chris Paul and Dre Cap- Jay Crowder and Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are kind of coming into their own too. So they've, yeah. you know, they've almost kind of leapfrogged him and of importance on the team. Um, and so I think he's probably, you know, struggling with that a little bit, but I don't know. He's just got to get over it. And yeah, it, I mean, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's almost like with all of those guys, like you just mentioned, coming into their own, like, does this roster need a guy that's as talented of a scorer as as Aiden is and Aiden projects to be? Or could you use him right now to go get an even better, like, wing, an even better piece that maybe, like, fits your identity, like, a little bit more? Yeah, that's why I think, like, a Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah would actually be perfect because he he's a good rim defender, which is what we need. And he's better than Aiton in the rim defending category. Um, and then he'd be a three point shooter to just completely space the floor for, you know, Booker to just, you know, spread, be able to do whatever he wants, uh, have shooters all around Chris Paul. I just, I think I have a vendetta against Miles Turner because he runs so weird. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, he just looks very unathletic. He's so straight up. Yeah, he like doesn't bend his legs when he runs. We're talking. I'm not involved in the trade at all, but I'm really bummed these Celtics games have gotten postponed because Taco Fall was electric in his uh, <laughs> in his like premiere. You know, he played like 20 plus minutes. Got yeah. like three three blocks in two minutes. Didn't really. I think he got like one one more block in the game, but like he actually was like. Use like he could play, 
Like he he wasn't a detriment to our team out there. No, he's not horrible. I think like I I seriously think he could be Boban. <laughs> oh, he's, he's three inches taller than Boban. Yeah, but like, like be, yeah, I think he could be better than him. I think he's a little more coordinated. I guess I don't know. I haven't watched him, so I can't really say. That, that. Uh, Actually, I, I, I might have to biggest, take that back. Biggest win of all time is definitely going to be his uh, his elite eight game against oh, Houston, right. That game was, was that awesome. Sixteen. Yeah, I think it was Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, the Sweet Sixteen game against Duke, where when yeah. you see that, it was the the Zion, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett team. That 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 Duke team is the. Trade, it's the yeah. most disappointing team of all time. Yeah, yeah it really is. But it's funny because uh, Taco is the perfect guy against that team because he's giant and like none of them could shoot. <laughs> he could just stand <laughs> the rim with the stand up. There's no three defense of three seconds in college. He could just stand there and be a giant. Oh, he was doing, he was in the paint like for way more than three seconds the entire time. Like Bertans was like complaining. They, they were like trying to be like, he's in, he's three seconds. Like he never got out. <laughs> they just they just don't call it in the NBA at all, which is like oh, right. every now and then they just I, I think they might have gotten a call from the league and like this taco guy's electric electric don't don't call three seconds on him please. He's definitely a fan favorite. Um, all right, and then my five to finish us off. It'd be kind of chalk if I went with the Clippers, so I'm gonna put Clippers at six. I'm gonna say just on talent alone and what they should be with Kyrie back. Net, Nets are five. Um, I know they're five and six right now. Um, and, but they have two top 10 players on their team. Um, yeah. So if they ever get to play, <laughs> uh, I think they're, you know, I, I don't want the Celtics to play them in the first round for sure. Uh, in the playoffs, um, I wouldn't really want last time we played them, we got absolutely crushed. So I, I hope he, uh, I hope Kyrie comes back. He's really fun to watch. Yeah. I think you just had to be like really chill with him and be like, yeah, just come back whenever you want. Like, <laughs> I just okay, kind of hope, I like, just kind of hope that he comes back. You're the coach. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our power ranking after 10 games. We'll do another power ranking at 20. And here's Dylon with a word from our sponsor. Have you gained the quarantine 15? Has your girlfriend made comments about your weight? Are you dying to get that six-pack back? Well, you're in luck. Our sponsor, Peter90X, will, will whip you back into shape. This sensational at-home workout program led by Peter himself will get you those six-pack abs and shoulders you desire. Use cold SHOULDER when signing up for 80% off. We uh, have been thinking we're a little bit worried about uh, the NBA season and that it could could get postponed. There's been talks about postponement. So we decided we wanted to get um, a backup hobby or just a backup. Um, what do you call this? Uh, backup interest, I guess. Backup, backup interest, uh, yeah. Because yeah, really right now, the NBA and betting on the NBA are my only interests. Uh, so we, we, we need to find something else. And The Bachelor started, so. We decided uh, we, we all watched the first two episodes of The Bachelor, um, and we loved it. Yep. I'm a, I'm a yep. big – Well, is this your guys' first uh, first Bachelor season? Because I, I tuned in uh, last season with Pilot Pete, and that guy was the worst. So <laughs> I did watch that season, yeah. yeah. He, he was pretty hard to watch. 
He was awful. <laughs> I've watched I've watched one of them on and off. I'm a big fan of this Matt James guy. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. He's a college uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Also, hey, like, what do you go like Vanderbilt or something? Wake Wake Forest. Yeah, um, if he went to Vanderbilt, that'd be unfair. You know the guy's gonna be a stud when he has two first names. <laughs> Just like Jake Ryan and like 16 Candles, Matt James, two first names. I was screwed when I was named. My last name was Monks. I had no chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny with the first name Weir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be my child's name. Don't worry. We're, we're, we're monks <laughs> but yeah i don't know i'm a big fan of this matt james guy apparently i've been reading online people think he's born i don't think he's that born uh, i'm a big fan of the fact that you know he's leading prayers for the group and then just making out with all the girls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the girls just like all loved it you could tell he was yeah. definitely pretty nervous uh like the first half of the first episode it was kind of like us the first half of the first half of our first episode, we yeah. definitely were all pretty like awkward and nervous and weird, but now we're you know, totally we're, not. That's back. Yeah, yeah. Now we're <laughs> now we're back at it, just like Matt making out with girls. Us yeah. podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think I did, the guys it, I did find it funny that he was just blatantly checking every chick out as they were walking up the steps after like he would he was introducing himself to them and then he would just like walk watch them walk up. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. <laughs> I like how it's like every time he walks into the room, he's just like, I can definitely see my wife in this room. Like, do you think he already knows? Or do you think he just like is making that blanket statement? It's gotta be a blanket statement. It's such a weird thing. I feel like he I feel like they gotta have like a all right, these three girls probably, you know, or something like that. I guess how many I don't even know how many girls are left, but I love the the like uh, theme of the season though. It's all about vulnerability. It's like, is that what? Yeah, he yeah. When, when, just like saying you need to be vulnerable, Robbie. Yeah, that's what he, he said. Well, because it, it started with like his mother being like, "When was the last time you were vulnerable?" And he's like, "I've never been vulnerable with someone." <laughs> and then I was thinking myself, and I was like, "I think I'm vulnerable every day, or every time I talk to a new girl, <laughs> just spill my entire life to them." <laughs> opening, opening your heart at all times. They, they just run away every time. <laughs> did you, uh, you re-download the dating apps yet? Nah. Not we got to do it just to send funny, funny messages or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to be vulnerable again. I'm shut. I'm shut off. Yeah, but right. like that's that's been the theme of the season. He's just asking all these girls. He's like, "Hey, like, are you gonna be vulnerable with me? Like, tell me everything." And then they just like tell the like the just worst parts of their lives to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> I was texting somebody about this the other during the. Uh, I forget the girl's name who started off with the sob story. Like, what do we think the percentage of girls that like the second time they interact with them, give a sob story and start crying? Like, what are their, the, I wish that there was like a, a study done on their chances of winning because I feel like it's zero. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta do some 538 type uh, analytics in here and, and start to start taking advanced stats of the bachelor. <laughs> and, no. uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I there's a few girls that I thought were clear cuts um, are going to be leading their way. Uh, Victoria is the best um, yeah. queen. She's going to last so long. Well, they're just going to keep her around until at yeah, least just like eight for, people. Just for the drama. Just yeah, for I, didn't the drama. Think, I didn't even think that uh, she was going to make it past this like most recent one. 
Well, I think they're like, Matt's like has that last rose and then the producer in his ear is like, oh, you got to give it to Victoria. And he's like, fuck. All right. Like Victoria. <laughs> Just for our view and pleasure. She's like fake drama though. Like she's like, you know, she has no chance. Well, she's just trying to get she's just trying to get famous and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the the girl that you know it was weird. Remember the girl that brought the vibrator and then just like tapped the other girl on her shoulder to, yeah. to like uh, <laughs> with the vibrator? I was like, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up, dude. Like it's like really gross. <laughs> that that was like her thing. Like just imagine like you get on TV and you like need a thing. Like one girl brought her own truck. One girl, yeah. Um, you know, that's what you're gonna be known by. Yeah, she's like, all right, I'm gonna be the dildo girl. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, Ashley actually knew one of them from UF, like not which which girl, which girl, the girl who did the goat feet thing, uh, Dancy, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I think I remember the goat. I don't don't remember who it was. It was like S A N E H. Sane. I guess she was a big deal at University of Florida. Yeah. The goat goat feet thing was not a big hit. It didn't it didn't land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't really make a lot of sense either. I, I, Matt was just like, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, he definitely he didn't get it. Well, he was still like in his like nervous deal. Yeah. Well, one of my yeah. favorite. I love when like the first limo is coming down, and then uh, what's the now what's the head guy's name? Chris. Yeah. 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 Chris was like, "Are you ready?" And he's like. Like the limo's pulling up and he's like, no, I want to talk first. And I'm like, you're just going to make these girls wait in this limo for a long ass time while you like discuss things. <laughs> kind of liked it. Kind of like the move. <laughs> uh, but this uh, kind of leads into our, uh, our big three of the week. Uh, we wanted, I want to do a big three of which girls do you believe are going to, are going to be the one. Are gonna be uh, Matt James's bride. Um, you know, which girls have the chance to make it all the way? Um, Definitely not. Uh, one of the, did you see one of the girls um, when they were like her and Matt were making out? She uh, had her makeup like smear all over his. Face. Oh, that was I saw that uh, TikTok. <laughs> That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. it was a. Uh, um, Rachel? No, not Rachel. It was the girl that went on the the date on on the episode two, the solo date. The second girl that went on the solo date. Sarah. I don't know if it was Sarah. Is that her name? We got to get better with these names. Uh, once we get once we get down to like ten names right now, but I think on the previews I saw that like I think it was Rachel. Aren't they going to introduce a bunch of new girls? It's like girls from past bachelor seasons and then maybe like an ex or something. It's going to be sweet. That's so much drama. Yeah. Did you say, right. you guys, did I say that you guys watched uh, the, the pilot Pete bachelor? Yeah, he was the worst. I was in South Africa. I didn't get to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a TV. <laughs> but uh, remember when Pilot Pete and uh, Victoria P were at that concert, and uh, it was that country music star that like Victoria <laughs> P was like, and, and she hooked up with him before. <laughs> yeah, <it was> so <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah, like you you had to know that the show knew that. <laughs> they put him on like a giant stage in front of a huge crowd in front of her ex-boyfriend who's like serenading them. That was yeah. the time Sly Guy moved by the producers of The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't have a... We didn't have... I couldn't watch The Bachelor in South Africa. We did have Date My Family, which... I did the application for it. I almost applied. Uh, basically, yeah. the, sh- the premise of the show is you go on a date with, like, the girl's family and try to, like, impress them and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they're they the ones that, like, pick the, pick the guy. Um, Would have been funny. Peace Corps, basically, they, they let us know that uh, I would be kicked out of the Peace Corps if I... <laughs> if I was featured on a South African dating show. So that's kind of bullshit. Bad <laughs> I was just trying to find love, but I guess Peace Corps is not really about that. Uh, just bullshit. All right, let's go um, dial on. Um, how about you lead us off? All right. Your uh, LeBron James of... Yeah, my, my LeBron James of uh, the Bachelor favorites is going to be Abigail. Uh, the girl that got the first rose in that, uh, and okay. I think the first episode, first makeout. Uh, yeah, first makeout. Yeah, yeah. She seems she seems really cool, uh, and her stories seems seems obviously really cool. And I think that they uh, they hit it off. So, see, these are the other stats we need. Like the girl that gets the first impression rose. Like, what are the chances that that's the girl that becomes the? You know, she's the one that's picked. The, the, I wonder yeah, if that's, that's happened. Um, um, it did last. With Pete, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he gave it to Hannah Ann, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so actually, you're right. That that did happen. But it was Pete. So. All right. <laughs> JJ. All right, who's next? JJ. You're LeBron James, uh, you're KG. My LeBron James of this big three is definitely... Bree's the one that he did the mud bath with, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely Bree. That's like Bree was like easy first round. Like yeah, they, I feel like they had just un, un uh, beatable chemistry and she's a cute laugh. Honestly, I was she's in and out this episode because of the championship game, but I feel like if they end up in a mud bath together, that's probably a pretty good sign. I don't really know how that happened. He also <laughs> took her on an ATV and that's flipped it, it flipped it over. So like, so you like he almost killed her. In the while mudding, uh, which you know, he kind of has to bring her along till the end, uh, just out of guilt. No, that's right. They went on like an ATV ride and then they were they in like a hot tub mud. Yeah, no, nah, you just did the classic. Oh, uh, let me take my shirt off and cut some wood for this. For this, <laughs> I've done that, I've done that before myself on dates. Uh, But uh, all right, that's what in a forest. It was just a tree right outside of a restaurant. (laughs) I just did it to random girls that were walking by. (laughs) All right, well, you took my number one. I'm kind of pissed about that. Um, But uh, I was, I'm pretty happy with this number one that I got. Um, I liked Kristen. I like Kristen. She didn't get to talk to Matt that much, but I think she's going to be a a really good contestant. She was a lawyer. During like her opening video, she talked about how she likes rooftop bars. I, you know, I love rooftop rooftop bars. Those are my favorite things in the world. And uh, <laughs> then she had a pretty nice line uh, during the impression. She was like, she's a lawyer. So she's like, uh, the verdict is that you're, uh, the verdict is, the verdict is in and you are incredibly fine. And I was like, wow, fire line. So 
I, uh, <laughs> I was a pretty big fan of Kristen, and she also kind of went pretty hard during the uh, weird capture the flag uh, game that they had to play. Yeah, I was also reading uh, an article about how like the uh, the job titles that the producers give people kind of matter because they like want the like the final four to be like somewhat impressive. That's why yeah. like everybody everybody thinks that uh, what's her name Victoria's time is. is pretty number because like what the fuck kind of job title is queen she's <laughs> like, a queen <laughs> <laughs> probably just lives off her uh, her parents yeah, like, money what, i actually curious to know like what she does harass people and bully people yeah. <laughs> all right so i got my i got my paul pierce my number two now let's see um I know, I know my number two. If you guys take it, I'm gonna be freaking pissed because I don't know any, I don't know anybody else. I have two names left that I know off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Mari. Damn I it, thought, I thought Mari <laughs> is pretty cool. Um, she also kind of had the right right amount of like drama and not being a problem, uh, like Victoria. Mari was uh, she had the, she gave him the the flight ticket that says flight one four three, like to your heart. Uh, which I thought was pretty good. Um, and uh, I think, let's see. Oh, when she walked away, my, the reason why I'm picking her, when, when she was walking away, Matt, that was like the girl that Matt was like, you ever meet someone yeah. and you don't know what to say? That is how I feel right now. Matt was floored. That was exactly what I was going to use. Dang he it. was floored. <laughs> uh, I thought Mar- Mari was, uh, she also just kind of seemed like she would stick around for a bit. She's a good, she's a good uh, character. That's also a funny line by Matt. Like, have you ever met somebody that you don't know what to say? And it's like, yeah, all the time. And that's normally like a pretty awkward conversation that follows up. Normally when you like meet someone that you don't have much to say with, it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so whose turn, JJ? Me? Okay, Lauren. Oh, was she the one that got the rose uh, the second, the, during the group date? There's, uh, is there one Lauren or two Lauren? Lauren, she's know. the corporate lawyer. Corporate lawyer out of Miami, Florida. Yeah, no, she she got the rose the the group date on the second show. I think she had a ton of like a, they got to they got to talk a lot, but I, I oh yeah, really solid interactions the times that they did. Well, she was a you know he's Wake Forest and she I think she went to UNC and so he had some good banter about like oh yeah even though she's a Tar Heel and stuff like that so had some commonality there. Um, I don't know, she seemed cool. Yeah, corporate lawyer. She probably was super su- successful. Yeah. All these people just very successful. Let, Matt James just makes me feel like a like an awful person. He's like flying around. He's like incredibly good shape. Lives in New Chris York. Harry, Chris Harrison has the gig of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So you got your number. Wait. Yes, where are we at now? So I think it's my number two. I have okay. Bree and I have uh, Lauren. I don't think I'm, I think I'm winning this. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. No chance. <laughs> Wait, do you have Bree? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Bree. I think Bree's a last five for sure. That was the girl that went on the first date, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's. Yeah, she's definitely a favorite. <laughs> All right, um, Dylan. All right. Let's see. My Dwayne Wade is. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sarah, the one that he went on the second date with. I don't, 
now that I hear that you guys say that <laughs> she smeared makeup on his face, I don't know, but that makes me nervous. <laughs> but she was the girl that was, she passed out, right? She was the one that was passing out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the girl that passed out. The girl that got, yeah, that went on the second date that um, that told the story about her, her dad that had ALS, which was, like, awful, awfully sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, 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 that was the same girl that uh, did the makeup thing? I don't know. I, you guys, I haven't seen that video. Well, I hope but, not, because that was but, one of the most touching. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was, yeah, that was so sad. Um, I felt so, so terrible for her. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so I think she, she's, she's going to go with her for two. Yeah, no. hopefully she's all right too you know she she did the she did the mistake i think of locking her legs for too long while standing in the same place where you just start passing out yeah that uh, was, uh, I, I thought that was gonna happen to me at uh at jenna's wedding because we had to stand the whole time yeah they like i think my like dad warned me about that when i was a groomsman he's like hey don't lock your legs and i was like i didn't know that was like a thing but now i'm like terrified of it happening one day <laughs> just like passing out in front of everyone but like when would that ever happen besides my, like, my wedding <laughs> <laughs> jj you'll be there to catch uh, me <laughs> <laughs> all right so all we right. got so it's me me for three. three yeah okay my crisp um so i'm gonna go with uh the girl piper i think she got the first rose in this last in this last episode uh, and I'm going strictly for that reason because she got the first rose. I don't really think she's been on the show for that long, or like I don't think she's been on the show that often. Like she never has really talked or anything. But she had one great know. moment though. Yeah, oh, during she did the which one during the capture the flag moment, there was like one cut of like the girl strategizing, and she's like, "All right, you two, you're forwards. This is defense. We're going to defend this area." She was like, obviously, has <laughs> played like a sport and like was like that. very into the, so the competition. So I was all about goes. Piper. She, I was trying. I wasn't going to try to grab so her. So she's played sports. So that she's got that it. helps. Boom. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, remember uh, Madison? As you can tell, I know way more about last season of the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, uh, the one that the one that like the second one that won technically one that, that, like won, but then she was like. No, just embarrassed on national television by like by Peter's mom. Super <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, I mean, it wasn't. That was actually. If you're not real, watching but... The Bachelor. You're missing out. Uh, yeah, seriously. Well, I can't believe that this one is is still. I still also can't find Piper. Um, it's like P I E P E R. Yeah, it's P I E P E R. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good pick. Happy graduate student? No, no chance. <laughs> yeah, I think she's pretty young. But I think, like, every girl on the show is pretty young. There's, like, only a There's few that of... are... Yeah. How old's Matt? Let's see. He's, like, 28, I think. All right. Uh, JJ, number Chris Bosch. 28-year-old real estate broker, entrepreneur, and community organization founder. What is a scrub? <laughs> <laughs> He's only like uh, six five too. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's no Tyler. I gotta go back. What's her name? All of her interactions, I feel like she had like pretty good vibes, and I, I thought like they had they had good. She seems like she'd be like a good 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 time to go to like to party with or something like that. You know, I feel like, like if she just people. if she just didn't keep carrying the dildo around. Like do it on the initial impression. Yeah, she yeah. just like she she made it. Her she should have given up. Yeah, she should have given it up. 
Did she actually have it again, like episode two? No, no just like so. all of episode one, though. Oh. And like poking, poking people with it. I didn't have time to like go back to her room or anything. Like they just had probably had to get there. Just leave it on the table. All right. I think I'm. Oh, you're good. Sorry. I'm the last pick. Uh, my Chris Bosch, my Ray Allen. Um, I'm between two. I mean, Ray Allen was the, oh, of the, uh, the Celtics. Uh, I'm going to say Kayla just because she pulled up in the, I like the truck that she pulled up in. She's from North Carolina. Uh, they had a meal on like the truck. Um, I don't know. I think there was, there was, there was some good, there was some good interaction there. And also she kind of, she, they said she's like a public health worker, which that's, that's kind of what I am. So basically I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Kayla. <laughs> Oh, you need her loose. You are broken. Yeah, and I need her standards to go from like wanting like a six-five jacked, incredibly handsome, successful man to like just a little bit less than that. <laughs> like a ten out of ten to a nine point eight out of ten. Yeah, like great personality, podcast host. You know, <laughs> that's the resume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once I get Old in shape. Traveler. Yeah. Wait, I think I think Kayla's the one that probably went to UNC then. Not not my. No, no, no. I think she no. Uh, Lauren went to UNC. Uh, Kayla was from North you Carolina. Regret, you just watched three straight hours of the best. Yeah, I just I just watched it all. I binged it. I'm obsessed. I need the next. I need that next episode now. I just want to skip this whole weekend of uh, playoff football until the next episode. <laughs> but yeah all right those are um those are our big three i think uh i think we we kind of covered uh, there's a few honorable mentions i think kit was pretty was pretty fun just because she said kit yeah. stands for keep in touch i so, like that move i uh i also yeah. read this in one of the articles apparently kit's mom is like a like multi-millionaire fashion uh guru or something yeah i can see that she pulled up in a bentley so I think she tried tried to make it known that she's like from a ton of money by doing that move. Yeah, I mean, I think that was pretty obvious. She's definitely looks really like just like all of her outfits look very uh very kind of like out there. Serena P was cool too, just because she brought a step ladder. Um, <laughs> she brought like the stool to like introduce herself. I thought that was a oh, good yeah. move. That's how I I got to do that when I hang out with Tyler. It's like bring that. <laughs> I think the introductions are the the worst part. Of I don't the, know. It's show. it's very it's cringy. It's yeah. yeah, it'd be so awkward. You didn't really like the lingerie part, or that I was I was cringing the entire. Yeah, that was. Oh, I hate that bar was that was just impossible. Like, why that was like so much third like third party embarrassment. Yeah. Who was it that did that? Is that person still on? Yeah, so. she she is. Uh, what's her name? I got it right here. Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> i got i took notes we were... oh kylie hostess chicago yeah she's out of there i don't know it was it was pretty awesome when she walked into the house afterwards and just all the stairs to her a lot of like angry looks from all the other girls yeah she was not happy <laughs> no. do we uh i have a question that one of you might know is abigail fully deaf 
Uh, I don't know. Or like, can she hear? Like, is she like deaf in one ear? I mean, I feel no, like I she has to be able to hear. I mean, I, did, I to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't. Want to, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Did she have a hearing aid? I don't really know. I, I think know. so. I Her think hair, so. I you said ear. something about it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious because I feel like, uh, I mean, she interacts like perfect, perfectly normal. Yeah. Yeah, no, she might have hearing aids or, or, you know, she's lived her entire life <laughs> or it sounded like she lives her. She was talking about the story or her and her sister have lived their entire lives with it. So she's probably learned how to do just fine. Um, Abigail says she doesn't believe in love at first sight, but we'll see if that holds up after she meets Matt. How can you not fall in love first sight with Matt James? Abigail loves to spend her free time golfing with her grandparents. Abigail loves Calvin Harris because his beats slap. Abigail's favorite <laughs> guy is by accidentally bumping into them. This isn't helping my pick. Well, that's my... <laughs> that is that is the best way to meet someone, accidentally bumping into them. I've told JJ about my future strategy where I, I, I think I need to just meet someone like they meet in rom-coms or so I'm just going to start carrying a bunch of papers around the streets of Boston or New York and just like run into cute girls and just like throw all my shit and be, and be like oh my god yeah, yeah. wow just like, you just need to be wearing <laughs> are you okay <laughs> like super flustered uh, like I take my glasses off real quick <laughs> and then you're like, trying to, like lock eyes for like five solid seconds <laughs> She's like, like rub, rub, can rub, you rub. stop? Can you stop looking at me? And then you really <laughs> angrily yell, "I'm yeah. for my colonoscopy." Uh, you okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, cues the or the end of our third episode, the historic third episode of Fast Breaks and Heartaches. I want to thank uh, all our loyal listeners, um, the thousands of you. Um, did we get so, any, any stats from uh, last week? Uh, we did pretty well. I, you know, I don't want to say exact numbers. I would like to keep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to everyone to assume that we just have. You're just gonna just cut me and Dylan out of our, our fortune and ad revenues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> we have made so much money from Smallin's Red Bull vodkas and. Uh, Will Strong's Alpha Golf. So. I was dying when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But thank you very much for listening to episode three. And uh, also, please uh, rate us on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, preferably a five star. Um, whatever you, whatever you feel is true. Give us what we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Be honest. Yeah. Thank you.